Hey everybody, Coach Jonathan here, back with another special episode in this series of podcasts with the Stands Pivot Team, presented by Maxis. This time we're talking with Sofia Gomez Villafanier. As I mentioned yesterday, this is a series of interviews with this new team that we're sponsoring, and it's pretty exciting. So if you've listened to yesterday's podcast, I won't go through the explanation of what this podcast is about, but in short, we talked to Sophia about her race prep, everything she does from the night before all the way to when the gun goes off, and also asked some fun questions that you submitted at forum.trainerroad.com. So if you didn't listen to the previous episode, you can do so. That's Chloe Woodruff's episode. And moving forward, we will hear from... Keegan Swenson, who is one of the best cross-country mountain bike racers in the U.S. as well. A bit of information on Sophia. She is currently the Argentine cross-country Olympic and cross-country short track champion. Surprisingly, she hasn't been racing professionally with her sole focus on pro racing for very long. And in college, she just simply did it as a fun thing to do. Uh, So it's really impressive to see somebody having such a strong rise, uh, I'd say a meteoric rise over the past really couple years, especially She's now at the front of every race that she's been entering here in the United States, mixing up with even the world champion, Kate Courtney. And uh, I'm just really excited to see where Sophia goes. So once again, we're sponsoring this team this year. You should absolutely give them a follow. I hope you enjoy this podcast. And if you have any questions for Sophia or any of the other team members, you can find a post for each one of these episodes at forum.trainerroad.com. Okay, Sophia, uh, let's talk race prep. The same questions that we went over with Chloe, we'll go over with you uh, and with your other teammates too. Uh, Sounds great. (laughs) uh, First things first, night before dinner, uh, what's your ideal meal that you would have night before dinner? And then we can talk about what you had this time too. Maybe it's the same thing. Yeah, I think night before, it's not things specifically, it's more of what type of food I'm consuming. I just make sure to have a lot of carbohydrates and a little bit of protein. I try to stay away from greens because if you're going to get any type of food sickness, you know, this year we've had so many romaine lettuce recalls. Um, So I just try try to stay away from greens, but just potatoes, pasta, I'm really big into sweet potatoes. Um, anything that's just heavy in carbs. Yeah. It's game on. Yeah, yeah. It's good race fuel. Uh, what is that what you were able to do before, I guess, in this case? Uh, or I guess a better question with this is how do you, when you, you go to different places, race around the world, have these different <laughs> scenarios that are thrown at you, uh, I guess that's the flexibility part. Did that come from having to constantly be fed different things at different races like your night before? That and just the fact, I mean, I grew up in such a big family. I'm the fifth child of six and I learned really quickly on you kind of grab what you can get. I am still really picky on food. Like I don't eat anything like no fish, nothing that comes from the water. I don't like spicy food. Yeah. Uh, But as long as I enjoy eating it, I really don't care when I'm consuming it, you know? What about, what about sleep the night before, uh, you know, you're, you're subject to any number of different places you might sleep, whether it's host housing, whether it's an Airbnb, a hotel, something like that. Do you have uh, anything that you do to help control your sleep? The biggest thing I do is I travel with my own pillow. No matter where I go, how much stuff I need to bring, I always have my own pillow. Um, I think 
I am the type of person I can sleep on the floor as long as I have my pillow. Yeah. I think that is the biggest hack. Um, I also did some sleep meditation a while ago. And in one of them, there was a saying that kind of was like, as you get in bed, just think the day is over and tomorrow hasn't started. And when I have trouble falling asleep, that's kind of something that I keep staying, saying huh. to myself, kind of just like, okay, today's done. Tomorrow hasn't started. Like now all I need to focus is on sleeping and recovering. So kind of it's the way I say goodnight to myself that's a really good way to wow that's a really good way to think about it I really screw that up like because <laughs> I get into bed and then I'm like looking at my calendar for the next day and like going through all that stuff and I basically never get that time to completely detune that's yeah. brilliant I'm gonna use that yeah it's, awesome. it's a good saying um how about morning routines when you wake up do you have a routine that you stick to or are there just consistent things that you find yourself doing I think it's more consistency, you know, um, I know one of the things we're going to talk about is pre-race meal. I always, I'm a big pancake person. I just think they're delicious and they're really easy for me to eat the day of a race. So I always like to have pancakes. I'm really picky on my pancakes. So if I can travel with my birch benders mix, that's the one I, <laughs> really I go for. Yeah. I just think it's the flour. It's just really fine. And it just makes it easier to eat rather than a grainy one. Yeah. Um, so like even when I was in Mexico last week, I took my own pancake mix. It's a little bit excessive, but you know what? Like <laughs> that's the one thing I need is my morning pancakes. Um, and then I'm really big into coffee. So I always make sure I have my good coffee. Normally it's a local roaster from Park City, Pink Elephant, or, you know, just a local third wave type of coffee yeah, yeah. proper coffee no k-cups exactly yep <laughs> yep the fancy yeah, light yeah. roast <laughs> um and then i guess if you when you get the get your whole morning routine done before a race that sort of a thing i know that it seems like keegan likes to ride to the race are you a ride to the race or drive to the race sort of person um i used to not care but this past few weeks you know i've been really talking with my coach about my ability to perform and then how I start fading, you know, around 45, 15 minutes into the race. And one of the things that we talked about is, are we doing too much work before the start line? Am I too warmed up? Am I wasting energy riding to the venue? You know, I just need to be sitting on my butt doing nothing. Um, So this past few races, I'm always opting to just drive. Um, And speaking of warm up, you know, I used to warm up for 40 minutes and now I've cut it down to 21 minutes exactly. And it's (laughs) precise. Yeah, it's very structured as, you know, five minutes easy. Just make sure my bike is working. And then I do a eight minute build from zone two to FTP, two minutes off. And then I do a one minute VO2, two minutes off. And then I do an active three minutes of like five seconds, kind of like a really hard spin up, like try to hit 500 watts and then 55 seconds off and that's it and I tried it once and I had a really good race and so far I've been um having a good luck with that just short and effective nice um we'll put down in the forum we'll put down the different uh warm-up routines of of all of you so then people can see if they want to give them a shot uh you warm up on the trainer or do you wear rollers or or something like that or are you a warm-up on the road sort of folk no, I am always on the trainer. This year, I've actually been having my feedback rollers yeah. that actually have resistance built into them, and I have really been enjoying that. I think it's been really nice just to get on and off my bike. You know, my mechanic is not worrying about putting my front wheel on, yeah. and uh, it engages me a little bit more as well. Yeah, it's preaching to the choir. I love my rollers. Uh, it's my favorite way to do it. Uh, okay, so 
outside of that, uh, with pre-riding the course, do you look to do that on the day of, I assume that depends on course or are you like day before trying to get in your pre-ride? Yeah. I mean, I think it really depends on where we are. Like obviously if I'm racing an epic rides, I'm not going to go do a (laughs) 30, 40, 50 mile (laughs) ride the day before you kind of split that up into days. But for most of our cross country, you know, regular weekend where you have cross country day and a short track day normally just the day before I show up and I do my openers on course and I try to make sure that I've done at least every climb kind of at a vo2 a little bit above threshold Mm. just so I know what that pace is going to feel like yeah Uh, but I am not one to do hot laps on course I just that's too much work for me I'm I I guess I'm not fit enough to handle that Uh. or, you know, it's just my body is just, nope, that's too much. Yeah. There's really not too much to be gleaned or like like, too much to be gained from something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I am, especially when it comes to cyclocross racing and we're pre-riding because there it's actually somewhere that you do ride the day of because the course is changing a lot. And I am always the slowest, like everyone passes me, you know, even like girls that, you know, the junior girls that are out there warming up and I'm just like, wow, like, oh, today might be really bad. And then I go and I podium. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm all about the slow pre-ride. <laughs> what do you do to get yourself into the zone? Like talking like, I guess, whether it's habits, things you say, things you do, things you listen to, whatever else, to get yourself, uh, I guess, into the, the mindset of racing. Yeah, that is, um, once again, something I'm working with. See, this year is a really big year of growth for me. You've been doing well. Um, Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of, I need to learn what works for me and what doesn't. Um, I've gone as far to as playing with like a different type of personality because I am, I like to think of others a lot and I'm very like, I will sacrifice me for someone else. Like I am okay doing that all the time. And when it comes to bike race, if I want to win, that's not me. So I need a way of really just being tough and being like, I'm here, I'm strong, I'm going to go out there and kick butt. And that is something that is like, I'm a really confident person, but on the bike, I might not be as confident. So something that I've been working with is um, music choice. And I'm not really a rapper person or whatever, but (laughs) I listen to Cardi B when I'm warming up because that woman, you know, life choices questionable here and there right (laughs) but the way that she's just like this is who I am like yeah you can like me you cannot like I'm just gonna go out here and do my best regardless of what everyone's saying I think that really puts me in the zone of what I need to be to show up to the start line yeah puts you in the ring kind of you know yeah yeah I can see that uh okay so let's talk about uh, I guess how the race go uh, sea otter. This is exciting for you. Yeah. Oh my God. I could yeah. cry about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got my first HC podium. HC race is kind of the biggest UCI race outside of nationals, continental champs, world cup or worlds. Uh-huh. So it's a really big deal. And it's something that I didn't think was going to happen until next year. I'm really thoughtful of the process and I believe in it, but sometimes I believe in it so much that I'm not willing to push myself to the level I really should be. Yeah. Um, but I had a really good race and I finished fourth and at Sea Otter Classic nonetheless. It's kind it's of pretty amazing. Yeah. A, yeah. Yeah. I have a really big smile on my face as <laughs> yeah. I'm saying this. Yeah. Um, and then on Sunday we're gonna head out to do the big course. It's a C three points only go, I think, five deep. 
but uh, I think it's going to be a fun race. It'll be different. Yeah. I nearly jumped for joy when somebody told me that you got fourth because I couldn't tell on the course. It was so scattered. There were people all over the place and we had meetings going on. So yeah, I was really excited. Thank you. Thank Good you. job. It's pretty awesome. I'm sure my son, Simon, for people that don't know, my son, Simon, thinks a lot of Sophia. So <laughs> um, I'm sure he's pretty excited too. Uh, okay. A uh, few questions from podcast listeners. Uh, first one, where's your favorite place to ride? You live in Heber, Utah. Yeah. Um, but where's your favorite place to ride? You know, it's funny. I, I mean, I really love riding in Park City, and I don't think I have a mega destination because there's a lot of places I want to check off my list, like BC area. I want to go ride my bike in Europe more. Um, so I really enjoy the Park City trails, but my favorite place to ride is the place I have yet to go to, I think. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I can understand that. BC is amazing. I know. I've seen pictures. I really oh, want to go. Gosh. Yeah, yeah, it blows my mind. Uh, what's your favorite post-win or post-success indulgence? Like, it doesn't necessarily... Like, for me, I define success. They're differing measures of success to me. You know, like, it's not just about the numerical result that you get. Yep. Uh, and at times, I give myself a limon jarritos, like that that the Mexican soda. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, my indulgence that I have post-race. Do you have one? Yeah, it's um, frozen yogurt. But it's frozen yogurt with all the candy toppings. Um, Like (laughs) after a big training block when I just finished, you know, a really hard week or a really hard three weeks, uh, we go get Froyo and I go all in. And it's delicious and I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And even when I do bad, I'm just like, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta eat my Froyo. (laughs) I like it. Uh, Okay, this one is from Steve. Uh, This one is from the forum, forum forum.trainerroad.com. It says, what has been the aspect of your riding that you focused on the most recently? And I think that Steve's asking this because he's also been really impressed with your growth this year. Um, So what aspect of your riding have you focused on the most? Yeah, it's been my mental side of things. I think Mm. my fitness has really gone up a few levels and I'm hitting, you know, new power numbers, setting new thresholds, being able to hold you know, X amount of watts for so much longer, but my ability to mentally suffer or mentally believe in myself hasn't quite made that jump. So I'm working with a mental performance coach and I think that's been really helpful. And I think it's just, yeah, just the mindset of being in a race because it's really hard. It's not easy to be there. And when you have bad days is, you know, I have questioned, like in February, I went to Argentina and I had some really bad, not, they weren't bad races, but the girl that beat me, she took out like three minutes onto me. And I was like, what am I doing? You know, yeah. w- why am I here? And then I had to go through the whole process of remembering, hey, this is February. You never race this early. Like you're in the middle of your base season. It is okay to be slow. Yeah. And then now here I am a few months later getting an HC podium. So the mental side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hindsight. You have good perspective, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, this one says, uh, Sophia mentioned on an earlier podcast that she trained and raced in college uh, and keeps or kept a job while, pers- while racing professionally. I assume she's just, uh, in this case, doesn't know if you still have, uh, have kept that going. Um, says, I'm in school right now and I feel like I just can't balance it all. And my race results and fitness have taken a nosedive. Uh, how'd she do it? Yeah, I went to college in Fort Lewis College, Durango, Colorado. Mm-hmm. and I wanted to be independent from my parents, so which meant getting a job. Yeah. And I, my first job there was at Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory in their, account, in their accounting department. I worked 20 hours a week, Monday through Friday. Luckily, I had weekends off, but the weekends entailed traveling with the bike team to go do all the collegiate races. Yeah. Um, luckily, my class schedule almost always lined up that 
you know, I would either go to school Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then get out early so then I could go to work or then go to, or have Mm -hmm. Tuesday, Thursday off. Um, I kind of did get really lucky in that sense and the fact that I didn't have to work during the weekends, Mm. but it was a lot of kind of prioritizing like in college i wasn't training really yeah i just i if i'm gonna pay for school i might as well get really good grades and learn because it's my money that i am investing (laughs) in you know my ability to learn things yeah um so i put that as a priority because that's what i was there and then it wasn't until the fall of my last year in college that i started working with my coach carmen small and even when i started with her we kind of keep the week volume pretty low like two you know anywhere between one to two hours and then the weekends would have a little bit more volume but i mean training was not my a thing it was actually my c thing like first was school then was my job and third was bike racing and now it's shifted i'm sure to you know bike racing being your main focus right i mean that and i still have a job yeah it's very very flexible i get to kind of make my own hours and i you know, I haven't been at home since January <laughs> yeah. and it's April and I'm not going to be there until May. Um, so I get to work remote, but at the end of the day, my work is what pays my bills. And I would like to at some point be at the point where I can just focus on bike racing. But yeah, I also think it's really healthy to have something else to focus on because when a bike race goes bad, I can look at my job and be like, well, I did this. That was really good. And that's very rewarding. And yeah, my life doesn't revolve around a result sheet. Yeah, yeah, yep. For most of us that are listening to this podcast, I'm sure our life doesn't revolve around a result sheet. At times, we may act like it does, but uh, it really doesn't. Um, and then that is a luxury in a lot of respects too. So yeah, it's hard work, but I think I'm happy. So that's yeah, all that matters. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, okay, this is a question that's basically that's going to be asked to everybody here. Um, I think it's a good one. What do you do now with frequency in your training, like a thing that you specifically do that you didn't do a lot of before or you wish you would have done more of early on? It's kind of a hard one just because I'm changing every year and I'm growing. And I, when I was a junior, I tried getting a coach and I work with a guy named Adam for a while and then I got injured and I quit. But I think I would have told myself, like, just learn how to ride a bike, Sophia. Like, (laughs) really learn the skills and enjoy riding for what it is. Because when I was racing high school, by the time I finished, I actually was pretty burnt out. And I was like, I'm done racing bikes. Like, I'm going to go to college, ride for a college team, go to school, get a big girl job and do that. Yeah. Like, if you would have told me then that you're going to be chasing the 2020 Olympics, I would have laughed. Yeah. Pretty amazing, right? Yeah. And Uh, I mean, even when I started working with my coach, that's always been her goal. And I just thought it was kind of this silly thing. Um, It's real. But I think it's just kind of like to not take bike racing so serious at such a young age, because although as awesome as NICA is and that whole organization, and that is the reason I am riding bikes, it also cost me a big part of my development because I was too focused too soon yeah and I think totally that's really the thing I just would have liked to just ridden my bike just to ride it and then just done a few races just to get to hang out with my friends from all over California yeah yeah I like that yeah absolutely it's a uh, good advice for me with a son that already loves bike riding probably a little too much at this age so <laughs> um awesome thank you Sophia Appreciate it. Yeah, thank uh, where, you. Yeah, where can people follow you and learn more about you? Yeah, Instagram is the best way. It's Sophie Davila, S-O-F-I-T-H-E-V-I-L-L-A. 
Awesome. Cool. Just in case anyone needed it to be spelled out. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course. Thank you so much, Sophia. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you.